1236 here on... It's Monday, August 26th. Yes, it is. We're very excited to have you with us to start another week. Summer is kind of over now. Just about everybody in Ohio back in school. The Gap Survival Tour happened. It's getting cool out. Uh, only a high of 73 today. So, hello fall and pumpkin spice and the countdown till Christmas. We are very glad you're here with us this morning to be a part of the show. 419-240-1055. 419-240-1055. You can text and or call. Well, text anytime. Uh, you can call for our call-in segments like later on this morning after 8 o'clock. Our friend Janet Amid will be here to get you a free astrological reading. How is your fall outlook and more? Janet can help with that. And that's after 8 o'clock. Uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, lots of guests will be dropping by. Uh, the voice of God and PR for the Komen race, which is now just like eh, four weeks away, less than that. Desmond Strew will join us to talk about how you can get involved in this year's race. And you might know him as anchor or reporter, but we'll call him author Tony Geftos will be by around 7.30 to talk about, if you're an author, you have a book. I'm I'm going to ask that you read the entire thing before he arrives. The book? Yeah. That's fine. Oh, it's here. I have brought oh, the book. Oh, I'm so excited. It's more of a poem, but we'll talk to, uh, we'll talk to the dashing... Tony Geftos about that around 7.30 or so. We've got a manic music mix to get to shortly after 6 o'clock. 5.38, good morning. It's Eric Chase and a soon-to-be reading, Floyd. Hi. That's a good one. I know. I'm re- I'm not refreshed because I slept like poopy-doo last night. Me too. But I'm here. Me too. I went to bed early and I couldn't sleep. But I couldn't sleep the last two nights. How was your weekend? It uh Very busy, but yesterday I did... <laughs> Absolutely nothing. No brunch? No. I gave it away to another performer. I woke up. I was like, hmm, you know what? My body deserves this day that I'm not going to do crap. So, like, I sorted my laundry. Guess what? Still sitting in the middle of the living room. But you moved the piles. That's that's good, right? Uh, more organized into a pile. <laughs> they more were organized They pile. were scattered. I was like, oh, let me like, make a little dirty clothes mound. Ooh, that looks like it's going to sit there for the next few days. So there was some effort involved. Yeah. If you want to say that, but yesterday, and then um, Stefan was in town. He was doing um, the, I don't know the biblical term of it, but the Welcome Freshman event at UT. I don't know. like Moving the, day? Well, they were doing moving day, but he was doing like the henna tattoos. Okay. Him and some friends from um, Cedar Point all card pulled down, and they did um, the event there from, I believe, 5 to 8. And I was going to make an attempt to go there. Then my mom got sick, so I didn't get to go there. So What's wrong with Miss Donna? Her blood sugar like dropped yesterday, so she was shaky. I don't know if she went to work, but um, she was... Very shaken, so sorry, mom, putting your business out there. But yeah, her blood sugar dropped; like she could barely walk. She was shaky, but I guess um, when it did happen at work, um, one of her coworkers helped her out, gave her like some sugar or juice or something, and she was fine. Orange juice. Yeah, so she was fine with that. So my sister, our minds were like not on anyone else yesterday. So I did hightail it over there for a bit, but then she said she was fine, and she's her snippy Donna Anderson self. So I was like, all right, I'm leaving. 
So not like she doesn't know why or has it just happened happens. Before? It just happens. And honestly, like being a diabetic, it's like you could and she's really good at it. Like she takes care of herself and I guess at work the other night it kinda of was just like bloop and she was like, Ooh, I'm shaky. What's happening? So it just happens. Hmm. The way of the world. Hmm. Yeah. I wanted to ask you something. Like, yeah. Well, I, I just, I, w- I want her to be okay. She's she's doing better. I think, like I was telling, I'm Stefania. I said, she sounds okay, but you could hear in her voice that it did, like, kind of shake her up. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm good. Sure. I'm better now. I'm just like, mm, okay. I've known you for 36 years of my life. I know this tone of your voice. It doesn't sound too confident. My my dad is the same way. Whenever I bring up, he's older now. You might know this. Like we all get older. Mm-hmm. I've yet to find anybody who's getting younger. Uh, I my dad always avoids the question when I bring up like, "How are you feeling? Do you have any doctor's appointments?" Mm-hmm. And blah blah. He he dodges me. <laughs> right. So one day, if something awful ever strickens him, like with the heart attack that mm-hmm. he kind of had or whatever that was back in the in the winter time, uh, and and. He's laying on the floor and I'm standing over him. I'm going to yell at him. Like, you should have told me something was wrong. <laughs> right. You should have told me. But that's me. Not how parents operate. I know, they, I know. They, like, in their brain, like, we're still their chill, we're still their little babies. I'm just like... They want to protect us. Oh, is that my phone? That was your Mighty Morphin Power oh, Ranger phone. Well, why are we up so early? But no, um, parents are always like that. I remember when I was in my teenagers and my mom got really sick and she was in the hospital for a while she still was like i'm good i'm great i'm like girl you got you got ivs in you, you got stuff in your nose like as a young adult i'm like it's weird to see your parent in that state like sure by no means was she going to die like not gonna, but she didn't because we're here still but like it was weird to be like because what do you say like how are you feeling you just have to say how are you feeling and they're like oh i'm good even though you know right. damn well like mine you have like Literally three IVs in your arm. You have an oxygen tank, and you're on a restricted food diet. That alone, because I wear Andersons. You got to tell. You're going to tell me what I have to eat. I know you ain't good. You, you want some. Our parents, too. like you said, they always envision us as their little kids, and, mm-hmm. and they always want to protect our thoughts and our feelings. Uh. I remember when my grandfather was very old. Like mm-hmm. he, he wanted to die. I think he died at. Not <laughs> to laugh at that, but I'm just like. I think he died at 97. Um, and I think for about five years, he had been ready to go. Mm-hmm. And my dad had moved out of... Was your dad's dad? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I, or as I called him, Grandpa. Okay. So long ago, my dad had moved out of the house where I grew up. And he and my mom were separated. When my mom passed away in 2015, that house went to Paul and his crew. Uh, and my, my dad was living take care of my grandfather at mm. that house. And he told me about like the last few years trying to take care of my grandpa. How my dad thinks he like uh, tore a groin muscle or really threw his his hip out and had to get a hip surgery because he my grandfather fell. Mm. He had to pick him up, oh. and my dad kind of he didn't talk about it much, but I could hear the strain in his voice when he talked about um, watching his dad erode right. away. And look, we can watch all our. Power Rangers and superheroes, <laughs> yeah. and, and we know that superheroes get lost can... in that fantasy of like indestructibility. Well, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like we we know that superheroes can 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 be hurt, but they always rebound. Yeah, and you never think about your parents weakening and then eroding away yeah. into nothing. It's it's mm. it's like I said. It's 
I'm 36, so like next year I'll be 37. Like my mom's 25 years older than me, so like it's like we're chasing time essentially. But it, like you said, it's just one of those things that when my mom said, I almost felt at work, I didn't feel good. And she kind of brushed it off and she goes, How was your day? I go, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa. Huh? Girl, I'm fine. I slept good. I literally walked from the bedroom to the bathroom, peed, and went back to the bedroom. What happened? And she's like, well, I got, I think his name's KJ. Sorry if I messed up your name. Her um, coworker was like, yeah, KJ saw me, and I, I just felt really weak. And I was like, well, what happened? She's like, my blood sugar dropped. And I go, and I did the same thing you did. I go, how? Because I have the opposite. It shoots up. I've never, knock on wood, I've never been low, but, like, it just shoots up, and I believe the symptoms are still the same if it's too high you're still shaky you're more irritable when it's high but when you're low you're just your body is just like disoriented yeah honestly you're you're in a state of confusion so and she just kind of brushed it off so like my text my sister said did you talk to ma and she's like yeah she said that she didn't feel well at work i said did she go into detail she goes no i said well here's the list of stuff she told me she goes oh didn't she tell me that and i go you know she's not gonna say anything so but she's better now I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if she went to work last night. She said she was just going to relax and all that jazz. And There are other times that she does get weak mm-hmm. when I come over. Oh, gross. Ah, it's 546. On a Monday? <clears throat> yeah, it's 546. <laughs> Good morning. You know what else I thought about as we wrap up summer? Can you do something with the blinds? Is it open yet? It's not open. Do you want to you know, now? Yeah, can you? I guess. I started thinking about this. It's going to be later and later for the sun rising. Uh, I've been waiting all year for this morning. 65 degrees. Mm, it was chilly out this morning. <laughs> uh, good morning. We're glad you're with us here on Q105. You are somebody that I don't know, but you're taking shots at do. Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you. I'd be a fearless leader. I'd be an alpha type. That one's called The Man. Listen, it took me seven albums, but I'm on the Taylor train. See, but when you play some stuff like that, it totally makes her first two singles obsolete because they sound so kids boppish. Then you hear that, you're like, oh, damn, that's that pop music I'm into. Let me give you one more real quickly. Um, it's Q105, the morning reboot. This one is, uh, let's see, if you listen closely, who is it with? By the way, these, these are the ones that did really well on iTunes and Spotify over the weekend. Okay. The buttons of my coat were tangled in my hair In doctor's office lighting Country I song, right? Tell you I was scared. It's very, it's, it's like O. Taylor. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we were there Holy orange bottles Each night I pray to you Any ideas? Death On the guitar? Yeah faith, so I don't know Really? Wow Okay, so See, uh, you know I love Love Story That's like my guilty pleasure song Her voice supports I feel like that genre so much more than the pop stuff It's still good, trust, don't get me wrong Because Look what you made me do. You hate that song. It comes on. I'm like, yes. But like, I just her with the guitar and her voice. It's just, it's just butter. Like whether you like her or not, you can't deny that the girl has vocal talent. Sure. Like I think I might have and mentioned- great writing chops. You <clears throat> cannot take away anything from no matter her persona or how she is with other people. When she opens her mouth to sing, you're like, damn. I want to hate you, but you are just so damn talented. I think I mentioned long ago we were having a discussion about Taylor. And this, the album was not without drama. Mm-hmm. It follows, follows her. And she was on CBS this morning, yesterday, talking about the album and, and a lot more. Uh, a friend of mine had mentioned 
she was like, I'll put it this way. The quality and substance of the songs from where she was to now was regressing, mm-hmm. but the catchiness of the songs right. was getting better. Which is the... So. And, and, by, and then and someone asked me, when I was out this weekend, they're like, cause they, t- they were like, you work on radio. How do you deal with the songs? I said, you tune them out. But here, And I always say this, and you are a witness. There are songs I don't like, and I'm very vocal about not liking them. But as soon as that song comes on, I'm like... You seem to... I'm like humming it the whole time. I'm like... Jeez. You seem to have a thing against women under 30. No. Halsey, B.B. Rexa, Camila no, Cabello. Wait, first off, I, I love Halsey. I love B.B. Rexa. Don't you dare. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's 5.52, the morning reboot on Q105. When I woke up on uh, set Sunday morning, Sunday morning, yeah, I saw that a, a very talented NFL football player named Andrew Luck had abruptly retired. I was just reading that story. He was... Uh, he was dealing with a leg injury, and he might not be ready for, for the season. He missed the 2017 season. Like, he couldn't throw a football, which mm-hmm. is very bad for a quarterback. And um, I know, uh, remember uh, Allie Hosfeld from uh, from Fox? She was in here before. Yes, 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 yes. Allie's like, she went, she went to Indiana. I think she's from there. So she was devastated, and I saw her. Mm-hmm. She was live tweeting all these thoughts and responses. <laughs> he got booed off the field on Saturday night when the news had broke that he was abruptly retiring. Aww. And I'm not surprised because this dude has had a litany of injuries. I remember there was something like three or four years ago where his spleen was lacerated in a game. Like, not mm. a broken bone, not a torn... His spleen was lacerated. He was peeing blood. So, like, he's been through some things. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So A lot. A lot. And Sports sports fans are selfish. They are. They, really <laughs> they are, are so... Booing him off. OJ said, you messed up my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, For real. Wait, did he really? Uh, that's what OJ, OJ said. OJ. Now that How OJ's all over social media. How dare you? <laughs> so, what I took from this... Was and this is not a sports thing. It's about you and your job thing. Um, it appeared, and he said he. I didn't read all the quotes or watch the press conferences, but I got enough of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he doesn't love football. I think the game stopped loving him. Well, I, after a while, your body speaks to you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so yeah. you got to be able to live a, like a full life as a human being after your career's yeah, over. Absolutely. He, uh, he's he's plenty rich, even though he's giving up a lot of money. He went to Stanford oh. uh, and and graduated from there. He comes from an affluent, productive family. So he, he it's not yeah. like it's not like he's going to you know fall into the pits of of. Uh, of social worthlessness. So he'll be okay. But with this, it made me think about something I often talk about. And one of my favorite presentations I ever got to give was at the Epic Toledo uh, Young Professionals Conference last year. It was mm-hmm. it, it was a relationship about relationships with your job. And at this point, football and Andrew Luck had a rough relationship, so he decided to step away because he could. And it remind it, it made me want to talk about how don't don't love your job uh, any more than it loves you. Yeah, I will say, I like that quote when you said, do not let your passion become your punishment. Yeah, that was one of the things that I put in that speech because for the longest time, ever since I was like, I got, my career was moving, I heard the line, love what you do, never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. And I've come to want to spin that around and not use it anymore and turn people away from it because if you... If you love what you do and you never work a day in your life, you ultimately lose the balance in your work and and uh, 
personal life. And what winds up happening is, sure, you might wind up making a lot of money mm-hmm. and, and up having a good career, um, but you wind up, while you're making all this money, you realize if you see all the hours you put in, sure, maybe you make like $75,000 a year, but you're working 60 hours a week and your email never goes off. So you're kind of like, I'm doing spitball math here, but you're kind of like making minimum wage. And I'm also going to talk from a person who will never make that type of money in their life. But however, like if you're making $70,000 a year, you spend half your career in the whole hospital. You know, because those, you're so stressed out. Those bills stack up. So like essentially you're only making $10,000 a year. Like especially if you're, and he's only 30? 29. 29 reading in this? Yeah, But September. I mean the normal person. But, but I'm just saying like, your body has a way of telling you, like, when I hit 30, I'm not even athletic, but when I hit 30, my body was like... This is not a, but this is not about sports or anything. It's about your relationship with, with your job and what you do. But I'm saying, but like, for him, it seems like all these injuries amounted up that mm-hmm. he just couldn't recover, that he had to... I forgot his name. I don't sport, but, like, he had to put him first. He Absolutely. And thankfully... Um, he had the financial wherewithal to step mm-hmm. away and not need all this. And and not a lot of people are, but I always caution people about loving your job more than it loves you because it will take advantage of you. <laughs> it sure will. And whatever whatever the, the comfortable paycheck is that you get, you've got to take into more into account than just the number um, on your paycheck. Maybe it's you know your personal life and your physical and mental health, and we're becoming more aware of that now. Um, how it affects your relationship with your family and your friends. Like no one's gonna, no one's gonna give you extra points. There was a, there's somebody had a good quote from a couple of years ago, and I can't remember it. Like there is no award at the end of the year for not using your vacation days, right? Or there there is no award for you never turning off your email. Mm-hmm. So. Don't let you don't love your job more than it loves you. And in that case, like like you said from that quote, and, and I put it in my speech last year, don't let your passion become your punishment. You love your job. You're you're really good at it. You get paid well, but eventually it consumes your life, and you become unwell in a lot of areas in your life. And it kind of goes along that that one quote says, "Good employees never leave a job." You know, I mean, was it is it good in? Good employees never leave a job. They always leave like bad management. But in people that, don't quit jobs. They quit pe- people. Yeah, they'll quit people. Sorry, sorry. Thank you, thank you. But and I think in that respect, it's and I've said this before. I've been in the workforce since I was a teenager. There is nothing worse than you putting your hours at a job and you're like, I crushed this day. I don't know, servers go through it. And I'm sure other people in media, they're like, that story was great. We did good. At the end of the day, no one really says thank you. Some do, some do, but no, no one. But and, and there's been times I was a waiter and we bust tables. We're like, yeah, this was. Like, we made tips. We're like, yes. At the end of the day, they're kind of like, all right, see you tomorrow. Don't forget your shift starts at noon. And you and you kind of walk out. You're like, I just busted my butt for like what five hours, and you could have just been like, hey, thanks for the good work. It doesn't pay bills. It do, it doesn't, it, but like it well, does well, encourage. It it doesn't it doesn't pay bills. Um. But sometimes being appreciated mm-hmm. and getting an intrinsic value from what you do can be far more fulfilling than a large sum of money. Yeah. Like, would you rather make $60,000 and never be able to shut your email off, even when you're on vacation? Or would you rather make forty dollars or $45,000 and be deeply appreciated yeah. and 
and feel like you're doing some good and, and you're fulfilling the purpose that was meant for right. you. So it's not always about money. And I always encourage people, stop complaining about your job. First things first, if you can change it internally, mm-hmm. if you can make it better internally, do that. Because if you like it, you're doing it. Yeah. If you can change that, do it. If not, there are plenty of other jobs out there and hopefully you're set up to, to attack some of them. You can always leave. Yeah. That's why I see you know a lot of complaints when I see like... um like union things pop up or not being appreciated Mm -hmm. or not being paid enough. Don't complain. Leave. Take the most of the opportunity that you can. I mean, that's why they have like Indeed and LinkedIn. Like, you know, they have all these outsources to outsource yourself. But like back to this story, I I just hope he does well. And he'll be fine. I know he'll be fine, but like it just stinks that like maybe he didn't want to, but his, but all circumstances were just like, hey, his body stopped cooperating. Maybe he had one too many concussions. Maybe a doctor was like, "Dude, one more blunt to the force trauma blunt to the head, and you are, you may not be here." Because like that's in that sport, it's a risk you're willing to take. So, do you think he'll be like a commentator or someone? No, or they'll pick up anything. He might come back in a couple of years if he misses it once his body recuperates. But the, the point is, don't let your passion become your punishment. Oh, for sure. And when your job begins to love you less than you love it, it's time to reevaluate things. Um, that was deep. Eric Chase hyphen Winfrey. Do you? Oh, <laughs> that was so we'll, deep. We'll wrap up with this. Ballpark the number. Ballpark the number of people that you you encounter and engage with. How many people do? How many? What percent of those people do you think are content and satisfied with the entirety of their jobs? Oh, I mean, like wow. top to bottom. I would say the number's pretty low. Like I would say it's so low because like. I do more it. more times than none at the bar. People were complaining about their job than anything. But you get that one person, like maybe a few people is like, I love my job or where I stand with it. But I'd go like 30%. I know, it's it's low because I'm and, like thinking of my bar conversations. Like even I complain about stuff. And no job is going to be perfect, just like no relationship mm-hmm. will be perfect, no boss will be perfect, no core. But I, I'd say it's pretty low, but there are ways to correct that both at your place of work and if you decide to step away, if you have the financial resources to do that. And look, we've got to include things like we talked about mental wellness and, and, and all that, but sometimes people keep their jobs, especially these days, because the benefits are incredible. It's a lot to evaluate. 601 with the morning reboot. I assume you will hate your job when we do the Manic Music Mix in just a couple oh. minutes. I think I made this week's very easy, which probably means it'll be super hard. I don't know. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome back. 6.15 on Q105. Good morning. Uh, A busy 7 o'clock hour with guests. We'll talk to our friend Desmond, the voice of God, uh, and our (laughs) friend to get you hyped up for the Komen race, which is about a month or so away. Uh, And then Tony Geftos, author Tony Geftos, will join us because he has released a book and I have lots of questions for him. I told him yesterday when I was making sure he was good to go, I hope we can ask him questions that he has not been asked yet. He had a profile on the blade. I'm sure a lot of people have asked him questions about it. So I'm going to ask him stuff. That's uh, that's what we do. A little different because we uh, we try to have fun on this show. Uh, in the previous segment, we uh, we talked about the, uh, the NFL player that abruptly retired and making sure... You don't love your job more than it loves you. Mm-hmm. It should be a, a healthy relationship. And I know when we do this, you definitely don't love your job because it is Manic oh. Music Mix Monday. And you know, working in media and radio, Mondays are fun days until you drop that on me. 
Manic Music Mix M3. Yeah, we used to just, <laughs> we used to do it like whenever, but then then it just started to fall on Mondays, and we can be as alliterative as we possibly can. Um, it, All right, break it down. It right. appears that I I have I have wait. Do you remember what songs are in this week? It, You've been slack in the past few weeks. You're like, I don't remember what songs I put in it. It appears that, yes, well, I produced it on Saturday. <laughs> I did send myself an email with the songs that are included. All right, good. Um, There's no Billie Eilish this week, right? Nope. Here we go. Ooh, the last one is Honey Worth It, The Weekend. Earned it. Earned it. There we go. First one is... Oh, wait, wait. Ah! Camila Cabello's fourth. Yep. Havana. Havana. All right, hold on. I got this. Really you need easy. to calm down as number one. Yep. Oh, that second one's going to bother me. So... I, no, 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 no. I want to get it in one try. One, two, three. Oh, oh the fourth one. Go, go, go. Oh, we'll do twice. It's fine. Unexpectedly, or as expected, always the second and third. The ones in the middle are tough for the always, obvious reasons. Always. Well, because you, you hear the first one and then you hear it end. Well, well you hear, for me, like, you hear it because I love music so much, I want to sing. I'm like, oh, wait, we're playing a game. Right. <laughs> I don't, I, I, the second one, I don't know that song at all. I don't. It, the second one, I, <laughs> I was like, ooh. So if we're going to say Taylor Swift is a mega artist, this, this, the second one, that artist is a mega artist of the moment. And I'll tell you, it's one of my favorite songs of the last the two Khalid? years. No, but <laughs> this person is on that level. And the mm. a, the third one is another one where you're gonna kick yourself. I don't know, but I know that voice for number two. Do you? I feel like I do. You know, you've heard it a lot. You have heard it okay. a lot. Um, one, I got three though. That's good. That's good. One more it's like time. Seventy five percent. It is. That's my girlfriend. What song is it? Oh, I don't know who. But it's my girlfriend. I got four. (laughs) Uh, So the Taylor album Lover hit on Friday, and I was like scrolling through tracks. Any, I'll give a chance to anything named Cruel Summer because the original and even the Ace of Base remake uh, remake in the '90s are are guilty pleasures of Uh mine. Uh, It's not that, but here. I wish it was the original. People dream high in the quiet of the night. You know that I caught it. Bad, bad Ooh, I like the background. Yeah. With the price, you know that I bought it. Killing me slow out the window. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice. Angels roll their eyes. What doesn't kill me makes me want you more. So mad about to add five more Taylor Swift songs onto my my memory on my phone. What was the first one we played? The first segment. I like that. I like it too. I'll play oh, it I like this so much. Uh, you know what? Never mind. I'll play it when we get back. I like I'll play that the whole song. thing when we get back. Six twenty on the morning reboot. Another dead giraffe at the zoo. This is the second one in not so many months. That and we'll play that Taylor song, "The Man," in less than fifteen minutes on Q one hundred five. You love it? I do. 
I do. Taylor the Man from Lover. Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. And yeah, Just the news you need with the Morning Reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. Good evening, Toledo. <laughs> Do that every day. <laughs> Good morning, Toledo. Um, an adult giraffe at the zoo died over the weekend after collapsing uh, while on exhibit. The eight-year-old giraffe named Trevor collapsed early in the evening while at the Africa exhibit. Staff members arrived at, uh, at the exhibit less than five minutes after his reported collapse and found him not breathing. Veterinarian soon confirmed he had died. His remains were sent up to Michigan State for a necropsy, an animal autopsy. <clears throat> Shayla Moriarty, chief of staff um, and SVP at the zoo, said the exhibit was not open to zoo patrons when the giraffe collapsed. He's the second giraffe to die at the, the zoo this summer in June. A one-and-a-half-year-old named Binti was euthanized after zoo staff found her down in an indoor holding area. A day earlier, zoo flaff, a day earlier, so Friday or so, zoo staff flagged that Trevor might not be feeling well because he didn't appear interested in the giraffe feed deck and was spending much of his time off exhibit. Hmm. Um, an antibiotic was prescribed as a precaution. And by Saturday, zoo staff decided to take Trevor off exhibit because he still wasn't eating. He collapsed before that plan could be executed, according to zoo officials. So it's either a terrible, tragic coincidence right. or something's up. Yeah, because I, when I read the story, I was like, I looked up the life expectancy of a giraffe. And he was how old? Eight? Seven. Seven? Oh, he had, he had many years to go. They're, they Eight-year-old, lived, sorry. They lived to be about 25 years old. Yeah, so maybe something's up over there. Yeah. Uh, and it, also, it could be a coincidence because we have a great zoo and their staff is amazing. So could be, yeah. They'll find uh, out. TMA has added to their collection the Toledo Museum of Art. They've added a large-scale contemporary piece to its permanent collection, Man and World, a two-piece ceramic sculpture by California artist Viola Frey. Or Fry was purchased with funds from the Georgia Wells Apollo Society, the museum's philanthrop- philanthropic arm that buys artwork uh, through pooled membership funds. It's a very interesting-looking sculpture. Mm. Uh, I think you can check it out on the Blades website. Um, staff declined to release how much it cost, citing muni- muse- museum policy in the past couple of years. The society chose to add 19th-century indigenous art and 16th-century European paintings to the museum's collection. But this is a... Big, interesting-looking character. <laughs> I want to look it up. <clears throat> um, when you go upstairs, mm-hmm. if you go left, it's all like the, the colonial and medieval painting. Okay. <clears throat> if you go right, you get the more modern stuff. If you go right, up the stairs, right, and then another right. <clears throat> Where the guy is sitting, you know the, the dude in the chair? It yes. Looks, he looks real? Yes. This sculpture will fit well into that area. Hmm. Um. From the Blade today, they they have a guy called the the Road Warrior. I forget his name, and he does like a weekly traffic updates and what to look forward to. Um, I'm going to read it exactly as it is in the column. I'm assuming that by Monday morning, the time this column is officially takes effect, all lanes will have actually been reopened at Monroe Street and Secor. That would be very good. That would be. Um, so I but I didn't. It's Monday, is it? It is Monday. <laughs> I didn't read that it would be opening, and I try to avoid that area. As I, I hope you can. You're able to. We go for Paul later. Like, pa! Um, maybe Monroe and Secor is now safe. Now, what about the rest of Monroe? Uh, pavement restoration will close part of one Toledo street and block uh, lanes on another today and tomorrow. The eastbound lane of Ottawa River Road will be closed between Souter 
and Ottawa Trail Drive with a detour posted via Manhattan and Summit. On Lasky, lane closings are planned between Custer and Lewis today and tomorrow. And separately, a waterline project will close York Street between Wheeling and Rhineck for five days beginning today. Also, I believe it's National Dog Day, and Metro Parks Toledo is hosting Paws in the Park uh, today at Middle Grounds Metro Park from 3 to 7. Uh, dog and human food will be available. It's a free event, while food and beer is available f- for purchase, and your dogs must be leased, even though over at uh, Middle Grounds, it is an off-leash dog park. But for this event, they've got to be leased. And lastly, a story that um, <clears throat> broke on Friday. You read the Popeyes uh, shut themselves down on Secor for four hours because of cockroaches. <laughs> My sister and I made a joke about it, but I'll tell you off air. Popeyes owes a large portion of the proceeds and revenue and profits they made last week to Wendy's and Chick-fil-A because Popeye's was running out of chicken. They were. This is the most anybody's talked about Popeye's since they opened decades ago. So I live by a Popeye's, the one, because I'm old West End. What's the name of that street? Summit. No, that's Cherry. Yeah, there's right there on the corner. Where there's a McDonald's, right? Listen, I wanted Popeye's yesterday, so maybe I did do something yesterday. So I head there. That line was like so long, and I said, you know, we're just going to go to the market of the green and get a Hot Pocket because I was like, I don't feel like dealing with social. I never thought that people would talk about Popeye's. Like this, such pop- popularity they gain. Some people probably realize there even is a place called Popeyes that sells <laughs> chicken. So the one on Secor will be one that closed for a couple hours on Friday. Um, they did a self-closing job because of the bugs. They'll be reinspected uh, after closing due to health violations. There were a couple of customer complaints. Health officials inspected the store and found several violations. Mm-hmm. The presence of cockroaches, non-food contact, services of equipment unclean, uh, facility not clean, plumbing system not properly maintained or repaired. But maybe they'll uh, they'll be good to go with today. And I love like all these YouTubers are doing like the chicken challenge where oh, they like they dear. eat all the chicken sandwiches. I'm like, they just all look crispy and delicious. Calm down, friends. Calm down. Uh, Ariana Grande returned <clears throat> to Manchester <clears throat> and performed at a Pride Festival. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yesterday and lots of things from the Disney Expo over the weekend. And I'm, I'm wondering if one thing of all the announcements stood out to you because I thought of you. When I heard this announcement about her, but we'll do that before okay. seven o'clock on Q105. Six fifty on Q105. The morning reboot. We'll have our friend Tony Geftos, author Tony Geftos, mm. will be in with us at seven thirty this morning to talk about his new book. Yes, it's the same Tony from Channel Thirteen, their news anchor and reporter, journalist. Um, Eight twenty today. Get you qualified. First person to get qualified of the week to fly away to anywhere you want in the U.S. More on that on our website Q1055.com. You can also remember to get our podcast. Text Eric to 419-240-1055. Today's show, today's episode will be posted around a little before 10 o'clock or so. You snicker? I did because my <clears throat> friend posted a picture of the sunrise. I turned around and went, yeah, it is still kind of dark. In like June, the sun was at like high noon at like 645. Yep. <laughs> I feel like it, it, it was, I feel like the sun was like already beaming on us at like 615. I know I'm like you're fine. Over talking. We I mean, have over analyzing, but I'm just like one thing left to check off before it's full PSL season, and that's pumpkin spice latte. Uh, oh, it already is August 28th. It already happened. I know, but I mean, like we we just finished up the gaff. Yes, um, it's 
schools are back in. UT and BG had move in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a college football game over the weekend. BG plays on Thursday night. So the last thing we have to check off is Labor Day weekend. You and then... I start collecting my hoodies. I'm so excited for hoodie weather. It was a cold. It's cold this morning. Um, let me give you the manic music mix. Oh. You uh, you've gotten four of these. You need to calm down as one. Two, you don't know. Three, you say Ariana is the artist. That's correct. Four is Havana. Five is earned it well, by the Ariana's weekend. Song. I keep humming it, but I can't. It won't. My tongue won't allow me to move and say it. Let's talk about Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, she returned to Manchester. Uh, she headlined the Pride Festival yesterday, marking it, uh, marking her first appearance in a couple of years. On May 22nd of 2017, a terrorist bombing killed 22 and injured hundreds at her Manchester concert. Less than a month later, she returned to host a benefit concert with ticket proceeds going towards victims and families that were impacted. Before uh, taking the stage, she uh, mentioned she has a special bond with the city. And then uh, her fans in Manchester are in her heart in every way. On her way to Manchester Pride, she tweeted yesterday, Love you so much. Can't wait to give you all our love. You're my heart in every way. See you soon. I like her. I love her. We do love Ariana. We do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kanye was in the state yesterday. Did you know that? He (laughs) was. Along with Kim K. Yes. Kind of the uh, the whole family was uh, at... They did Sunday service, his renowned Sunday church service in Dayton. And yeah, Kim was there um, just just three weeks after the mass shooting. The special Sunday service was held to support the victims and survivors of the Dayton shooting. He's honoring all those affected, uh, which left nine people dead and 27 injured on Sunday. He held a special performance of his Sunday service at Riverscape Metro Park, uh, which was not announced until the morning of in support of the victims and survivors of the Dayton mass shooting. Kim tweeted on Sunday morning, Alongside a link where fans could watch a live stream. The special performance was also attended by some of those who had been affected by the shooting. And then towards the end of the ceremony, Kanye's friend Dave Chappelle, who had previously announced he would be hosting a benefit concert in Dayton on Sunday, addressed the crowd. Dayton today, the whole world is looking at you. Been through a tough time, um, and everyone was still standing. We're still strong, and the only way, the best way we can honor our farm is to get uh, is by getting up better than we ever were before. We will not let those people die in vain. The comedian forty six went on to thank his longtime friend Kanye for putting the special performance together. Thank you very much, Kanye, for coming out here, man. Do you know he still lives here? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, they were talking about it <clears throat> on news this morning. They're like, he lives about 20, 30 minutes outside of Dayton, and I was like. Come on, Mr. Chappelle. He's like our neighbor. He does. Yes. Yeah. Um, this of there was a lot of nerd stuff over the weekend. There was one that I was really excited for, but that was just a banner. Mm-hmm. I put, I left my nerdiness on my Facebook page. We'll leave it with that. But the other thing that caught most of my attention this weekend was for you. What the return mm-hmm. of Lizzie McGuire? Mm, see, I, I I hate to bring it down. I was never a Lizzie McGuire fan. I thought you were. I was a That's So Raven Sweet Life of Zach and Cody person. Was it Hillary Duff? In Hannah Montana. Was it Hillary Duff the musician that you liked a lot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so everyone from... Oh, what year did that come out? That can go on the playlist Which too. one? So Metamorph- yesterday? Yes. 2007? 2006? Ah, too late. I'm making a 2009 playlist. So it, it was the D23 Expo. Mm-hmm. It's where Disney makes a lot of announcements. And one of them is that Lizzie McGuire is coming back. She's now, Hillary Duff is now 31. She teased the revival of the show 
in December, uh, saying she felt like it was the right time. The conversations have gone on for a couple of years, and the timing just didn't seem right. And Lizzie is turning 30, she told People. For me, she was everybody's best friend, and she was there for us. And in your th- entering your 30s is a really big deal. I think it's the right time to set back in and have her go along with you in your 30s and all the fun times and all the big monumental moments. The original series went 01 to uh, 2004. And followed the 13-year-old Lizzie who dreamt of being popular in school as her animated alter ego <laughs> represented her true feelings. There was also a 2003 film, The Lizzie McGuire Movie, where she went over to Rome, Italy following her 8th grade graduation. Uh, she continued with people, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little intimidated. I'm like, where is she in there? She's in there. She's me. When I was 13, it was such a big part of me. I just had to tap into that and be very authentic. You were 13 then, be 31 now. People <laughs> right. will love it. And, um... All that stuff came out in 03. All which stuff? All like the So Yesterday Come Clean. So yes, the, no. I, I'm on the site. I'm looking at it right now. Metamorphosis, so. the album, came out in 2003. But, okay, but those singles weren't anything till later on. Oh, no. We we were waiting for the Metamorphosis tour. Okay. It was 03. Uh, <laughs> some other Disney announcements that might be of interest. Uh, Ewan McGregor has confirmed he will be back as uh, as Obi-Wan as he played in the Star Wars prequels. Also, did you watch the trailer for the, the Mandalorian? No. It's incredible. But I love the poster. The poster uh, looks sweet. I please watch it when we get to some songs or break. It's so it's it's created and produced by John Favreau from Iron Man mm-hmm. fame and much more. Pedro Pascal, who is a, a favorite actor of mine, Game of Thrones. Um what was the drug show? Narcos. Okay. Um he plays a bounty hunter like the much beloved Boba Fett. Uh, the the trail it's like the the grimy gritty criminal ridden side of Star Wars. There will be three new Marvel TV shows, including two centered on women. One, the other guy is uh, is a uh, it's a Jewish guy with a mental health He's your issue. Your favorite? You have yes. his T shirt. Yep, I I don't. Wait, then what do you have? I have a lot of T shirts, but not that one. Uh, Black Panther two was announced and given a date May sixth of twenty twenty two. I gotta, I gotta be on the, I, I gotta be on the struggle bus for two more years before I get to see that movie. Yep, yep. man. Uh, it'll be more than four years in between uh, one and two. Uh, also, pictures of a punk rock Emma Stone as Cruella Deville. That made me uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Is she a modern day Cruella? I think it'll be that. Yeah. Okay, because I'm like. Cruella is from the 70s. She would dress in fur and be sophisticated. There was also a teaser trailer for Lady and the Tramp. uh, And a lot of this stuff will be coming to Disney+. Plus. I could feel my debit card quaking, already (laughs) wanting to look for specials to sign up for the service. Can we pre-order it? I don't think so. (laughs) I I mean, maybe in a month or so. And a couple of last notes. Kit Harington, uh, Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. has joined the cast of uh, Marvel's next big movie next year, The Eternals with Angelina Jolie and more. Scarlett Johansson, a poster released for uh, the the next Marvel movie, Black Widow, which is next May. And a new poster for Frozen 2. Mm. Do you hate it because you're around kids? No, because I just, <clears throat> I gave into the hype because everyone talked about it when it first came out. And then when I saw it, I, was, I like, I guess I had it on such a high pedestal, but like everyone was singing Let It Go. And it happens in like the first 20 minutes of the movie. And the movie is two hours and 23 minutes. Do you have a favorite character? Everyone loves Olaf. I was going to say, yeah. or Or Sven, the deer. I think it's the deer, whatever the deer's name it, is. It's got a lot to live up to. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, they brought the original cast back, so yep, yep. that's a good plus. Uh, I saw. Did I see a couple of names? Yes, uh, a couple of names were added to the voice cast. Familiar names that I forget off the top of my head. Uh, Taylor had a big weekend. She did a sit down with CBS yesterday morning, and her singles have littered the Spotify and uh, iTunes charts, uh, in, at least nationally here in the U.S. Uh, Taylor had. The number one spot with Lover on Spotify. Number two was the song we played, The Man. Mm-hmm. Number four, Cruel Summer. Number five, I Forgot You Existed. Number six, Paper Rings. Number eight, You Need to Calm Down. Number 10, I Think He Knows. And she had seven of the top 15 singles on the iTunes charts. So um, while the first two songs were not like mega monster hits, they were seems... just tongue in cheek. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah. They were they were fun. They were bubblegum pop at its <laughs> they were finest. Summer bops. So it looks like the album uh, is is gonna do quite well. It's seven o'clock with the morning reboot. We have lots of guests to come in our seven o'clock hour. Uh Desmond from Coleman Race, which is uh the, like five weeks or so away, the end of September. He will give you more details how you can get involved, and our friend author Tony Geftos will be by after seven thirty. And uh, once more as we try to get these songs. <laughs> Oh, no number two's voice. The second song is from a soundtrack from an Academy Award winning movie. They all sound like Silent Toe to me. (laughs) The second song is from... The second song is from a soundtrack of a movie that won an Academy Award. Give me an actor in the movie. It's one. I can't off the top of my head. Okay. I don't want to mess the names up. 701 with the morning <laughs> reboot. Let's get you to the Komen race in less than 15 minutes on Q105. Q105 Studio, sponsored by Nationwide. You're just living your best Taylor life this morning. I am mad that, hi, I'm Floyd. I'm 36 years old. And on this day... I discovered I love Taylor Swift. You're a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. It only took seven albums. It's uh, 7.14. Good morning. It's the morning reboot on Q105. Do people tell you, uh, now that we've been doing this now for quite some time, that you have a good voice for radio? Me? Yeah. No. They don't? No. They should. They should. It's fine. Not like this one. It's no voice I like know, right? this one. Oh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the voice of God <laughs> and the director of so many things with the Komen race. Desmond Strew is here with us. Good morning. Good morning, Eric. Good, Good morning, Floyd. Hello, hello. You don't have to be that re- refined with us. <laughs> Certainly not, but I do enjoy, really, truly appreciate having me on this morning to talk about the race for the cure. Yeah, we're. It, it seems like uh, we were just starting to talk about this in the springtime, and now we're about what a month and three days out. We are. It's getting so close, but uh, you know, this is the this is the exciting time for us in the office, and hopefully, the exciting time for the community because we're really it's really close now. It's not this far flung thing. We're like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing in September. Right. Now it's right around the corner. You uh, you met a, a very good friend of mine. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I guess he's kind of shadowing or interning to be a part of next year's. Uh, yes, uh, indeed. Next year's race creation, uh, Matt w- Wagenhauser. Absolutely, I didn't realize you two were uh, such good friends. Eric what good taste everyone. he has! <laughs> wait, 
What do you mean? What could taste the ass in Friends? Oh, 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 yes. Matt's a good dude. Matt's a good. He said he was telling me that he met you. I said he said he met some people who were uh, coordinating this year's race, and he was alluding to something like like you. I said, did he have a deep voice? That's definitely Desmond. And he said this year he just has to kind of like follow around on the golf cart as all the the good chaos happens downtown. You know, it is truly unbelievable what all goes into making this thing happen we are there at two o'clock in the morning on the day of race and this is after having just put on a race in findlay yeah. the day before two o'clock in the morning we are there unloading trucks setting tables up making sure everything is ready and making sure that the survivor tent uh, which is now called hope village is already set to go it's a uh, it's a little bit of a labor of love but it is truly it's so worth it and if you've never been it i just i can't recommend it enough because it is such a overwhelming morning of positivity and love to me and we're talking to desmond from uh Komen about the race coming up next month september 29th correct it is september, september 29th, 29th then the day before in finley as you mentioned um i i like to think of open baseball opening day for a, a variety of reasons but this too is also maybe the marquee event now we'll see if jeep fest continues but this is clearly a marquee event and I think we're well over, we're clocking in like 20,000 people to this every year now. Yes, 20,000 people come down for the race. It is an incredible morning. We always are encouraging. We love it that everyone uh, comes down for the race. It's super fun. A lot of people don't actually register, but, uh, you know, we, 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 love, we love you anyway. But we would <laughs> love to, if you, everyone who comes down to the race could register, we would actually almost double the amount of money oh, that we nice. raise. Why is it so important to register? Is it for the money raise or are there other reasons as well? You know, obviously, for our, there's a there's a safety uh, concern as well sure. for Pete when you when we have everyone registered, then everyone has a race number. It's someone gets lost or someone gets hurt. It's much easier to identify mm-hmm. you and you know help to notify your emergency contacts and so forth. So for that, you know, practical sense, yes, uh, it's good. But from uh, from the reason that we're doing this, for the reason that the race exists, the money that's raised at the race funds year-round services to women and men in Northwest Ohio who don't have access or have limited access to the types of services that could ultimately save their lives. And so, you know, when we we show up on race morning, we know that this is going to fund a whole year's worth of services for women and men who could quite literally die without Mm -hmm. the services that we provide. And how does one, um, if they're interested in joining the race, register and is there a deadline for it? So you can actually register online up until four o'clock the day before race. So you know if you uh, if you want to register, we just highly encourage you to do that. You can pick up your T-shirt uh, on the morning of the race. There, we're also actually going to be having um, a registration site at the uh, number of the Ford dealers. Yeah, I was going to say coming up here pretty soon on the fourteenth, I believe. I have for the Finley race, Reinecke Ford, the Toledo one, Brondies. Yes, so we're going to be at Brondies, Kissler, and Matthew on the Saturday, the fourteenth, and then in Finley, we're going to be at the Reinecke dealers in Fostoria, Tiffin, and Finley and Lima. Oh, okay. So that's gonna we're gonna have a whole little thing, and then the following weekend, we're going to be at Franklin Park Mall, and the following weekend, we're going to be at Brondies in Maumee. So so no excuses. Exactly. This will be the first year that I won't be living downtown to to. To feel the energy of everything, I know what happens. Like mm-hmm. from when people begin to arrive, as I would sometimes be going home. You mentioned two o'clock <laughs> yep. to waking up. So, what is the morning like? And I, it is a race, and there's uh, there's Chris Peterson is going to be the host again, right? As Absolutely. usual. Uh, can you talk about some of the things that happen? Like you mentioned, Hope Village. That'll be Hensville, right? Yes. There's so much more than besides just.
just the race and the and the great words. Oh, absolutely. And I will uh, my disclaimer about、uh, the word race is that ninety percent of the people who participate in the race actually walk. So if that's、uh, don't don't feel like you're going to、uh, be standing there among a bunch of ultra <laughs> ultra marathoners, <laughs>、right. which is a reason I would not go. Right.、Uh, but、uh, no, it's on the morning of you are. You can actually registration opens at seven, and almost everything is open by then. The race doesn't kick off until nine thirty. Survivors and those who are living with metastatic breast cancer have the opportunity to participate in something called Hope Village, which is just this massive tent full of pampering, love, nails, hair. Floyd, you'd love it.、Um, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and、uh, it's just. It you know it's an incredible light. We take a really cool photo down on the field in、uh, uh, fifth third field, right on the grass. Oh, cool! So that's where all the survivors they arrange themselves into a, a, a pink ribbon, and、um, they sing this really.、Aww. It's a it's kind of a gut wrenching song when you listen to it. It's "I Run for Life" by Melissa Etheridge, and it's about her、mm-hmm. journey with breast cancer. And I mean, it is it's 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 intense when all of these women are there singing and celebrating. Themselves being alive, but also remembering all the people who unfortunately have not been able to to beat this disease. And you know, it's、uh, one in eight women are diagnosed with breast cancer. Unfortunately,、uh, about forty thousand women die from breast cancer every year. Five of those happen every week in Northwest Ohio.、Mm. So it's 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 intense. But on the morning, you can also if you bring the kids, there's a kid zone, which is really fun. And we're actually going to you know we're we're doing something really revolutionary, <laughs> and the, with the kid zone, we're taking the kid zone out of this dark corner of Fifth Third、right. Field, and we're putting it. At the kids zone in Fifth Third Field, <laughs> what a great idea! They're, they're no longer at the the little kid table and eating. Like go、right. to the kid table,、they're、the、yeah. official kids zone. <laughs> so we're actually taking it to where there is play equipment、mm-hmm. and benches and umbrellas. So I mean, it's it's mind blowing. It's a great day. It's a great day for everybody. And you talk、it、about、is. the things happening in Fifth Third Field. I know sometimes we use this word in a pejorative way, but it truly is a spectacle, and it is something to behold、mm-hmm. to see the, the the power and the support and the survivors. One of my favorite things. Correct me if I'm wrong.、Mm-hmm. Some of those Sunday mornings were a little foggy for me.、Um, It kind of looks like picketing and protesters when the women march because they're holding signs of how many years they've been a survivor, right? Yes, it's great to see. So they, that survivor parade actually. So when they're they're down on Fifth Third Field, they're taking the photo, and then we kind of shoot them up、uh, up one of the tunnels and out onto Monroe Street, and then the women arrange themselves by the number of years that they have been a survivor.、Oh, okay. So you know, you've, so it's you've, like a sister, a sister and brotherhood. Yeah, absolutely,、It's、awesome. So you know, the first ones out are the newly diagnosed ones. So those are you know zero to one year, and then it starts growing. It's two to five, and then ten to fifteen, and then we have up to forty years. Women have been a survivor of breast cancer, and that is unbelievable. You know, you're excited for the newly diagnosed. You're encouraging them, but by the time you get、yeah. to the end. Oh my God! People are going in, insane, cheering, and you know, a lot of times people are quite emotional, especially for news. The new survivors who are there, yeah, to see, to see that、yeah. there are people who have survived this long, yep, after having had breast cancer is truly、uh, unbelievable. I would never say that cancer is is not something to be to be. Very frightened of, but it it does seem、mm-hmm. like because of things like Komen, we're all familiar with that word. I am now for for two decades, if not more.、Uh, we've made a real dent in into its ability to take lives. So, it's it's not a death sentence、yeah. anymore. You know, it's it's a it's really not. But the key is early detection、mm-hmm. and quality healthcare, and that's、yeah. what is so important for us. Is that you know, for women who have the means, who have health insurance, who have even something as simple as transportation, we know that the outcomes can be significantly better just based on those things alone.、Mm-hmm. How you know, having insurance, insurance, 
having the ability to pay your co-pays and having the ability to simply get there. All right, let me ask you this, and, and this might not be your your area of expertise, but is there a place, and I'm sure there mm-hmm. will be these places at the race, what happens to someone who doesn't have that access to the healthcare, but they have some concerns? Are there mm-hmm. places they can go? Yes, actually, there at the race, there is a tent called... Um, I am Coleman, which is our mission outreach tent, and we have information about all of the grants that are available right now, all the money that is uh, available to provide all of those services. So um, look for it. There's, it's a giant green tent, and all the okay. volunteers are wearing green. So if you see one of those people and you think, hey, you know, I'm I'm here to support the cause, but I actually have a personal need myself, those are the people to mm. talk to. And honestly, anybody wearing a purple shirt is on the committee. We'll be able to help you as well. Okay. Uh, Common Race in Toledo is coming up on September 29th, the day before in Finley. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. Uh, websites to find out so much more of this? Yeah, you can go to ToledoRace.com. Okay. Easy nice. stuff. Desmond's true. No uh, we will let you... to wear pink. What's that? Oh. And no better reason to wear pink. Uh, uh, every time is good to wear pink. Exactly. 724 <laughs> with the morning reboot. More guests to come. An author with a love letter is coming up next. <laughs> on Q105. It's the morning reboot. Let me introduce our guest um, by allowing him to identify, not yet, hold on, you don't have headphones, but I'll I'll play it for Floyd, our manic music mix, where we're missing a song. Author Tony Geftos, can you please tell Floyd what that second song is? Are you ready? Yeah. All right, it's Sunflower. From Spider Verse soundtrack. Oh, I bought that on Blu-ray and DVD. Mm, Never sure watched did. it. Sure. Oh well, you got to watch it. Wow, <laughs> you are you rant and raved about that song. I love that song. It's a great Who sings song. It? It's a great. A Post Malone and Sway Lee. <gasps> Sway Lee's you know, doing. I about Post Malone. <laughs> I, but you like Sway Lee. He, he's on a lot of tracks, and uh, the the Ariana song was was Thank You Next. Sorry, I got it right. You said Ariana. You That's all that matters. Good morning. It's the morning reboot on Q105. I said author Tony Geftos, who oh, is man. actually the same person as Channel 13's journalist, anchor, fake intrepid news. reporter. Fake news. Emmy award news. winning. That's <laughs> yeah. how you need to lead it. It was funny to read that you are now a bestseller in Kirk's article in The Blade because you are now an Amazon bestseller. No. No, no. They just have all of them on there that's some sort of like here here are the things you can purchase on amazon that's a <laughs> you have, uh... don't, don't take it away you run with it so tony has written a book but you actually penned this a long time ago yeah when you were 24 24 yeah, yeah. and it was a, a love letter to your to your wife to be your girlfriend right. at the time colleen who yeah. everyone can see on your on your social media pages right sorry yeah um <laughs> no not at all not at all um why why now why you self published this right. why why was now the time to put this out there this was actually the first year i've ever had amazon i was what? The, i know i was one of those holdouts which was so, what so i started looking at it and i'm like this might be easier than i've ever imagined <laughs> yeah. and and that was kind of the catalyst and uh, I, I wrote this in 2001 i was still working at the station I was in the finley bureau okay. we both lived in finley at the time and um you, you know i i at, back then it was hard to publish anything sure and um, it's been a long time because we had kids. We got away from it. You know, I, I put it aside, waited almost 18 and a half years and then dusted it off this Valentine's Day. I was on my way to work at three in the morning and you have all those brilliant ideas in the middle of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and for I was sure. Like, and I was like, you know what? What if I call this guy Don who illustrated it? And he has been a editorial cartoonist for 25 plus years. And I was like, you know, I'll see what he thinks of it because he would be great 
to pair his images, his cartoonery with the words, and it, I think it worked out. And the well. art is amazing in the yeah. book, it and really the story's is. good too. I read it twice. Oh, <laughs> it is a quick read. I did. Yes, it's a, it's, it's a, for kids. It's a short. Is it for kids? I mean, it's not really. It was it was for my wife, but I mean, you can read it to your kid, mm-hmm. yeah. and you don't have to worry about it. There's yeah. nothing adult about it. No, Don, Don did a great job, and it, it took me a second. I was like, oh, the gesture looks like Tony. I, I did. I did. <laughs> this like, picture oh. alone, I'm like. Where's that? Like ah, this one right here. Yep. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> the him. chin is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Don did a great job illustrating it. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read in your article with Kirk uh, Kirk Baird at the Blade that some of this some some of this was inspired by self image issues. Yeah. Right. Definitely. I, I I still have acne. I would say it's adult acne, but you know I've had it my whole life, so I always have struggled with that. And and now that I'm older and balder and fatter, you know, you just start to go downhill. And um, this when this happened when I was 24, I honestly thought I just had like a major breakout. I had chicken pox, mm-hmm. and I was 24 years old. Kind of runs in my family. My sister had chicken pox when she was 24. She's 10 years older than me. Um, my grandmother had it in her 70s, Whoa. and uh, my brother had it in his 30s. So when I got it, I didn't know what was happening. I was just like, man, I had a really bad breakout mm-hmm. last night. And then my uh, my girlfriend was like, let me see your stomach. And I had it all over, you know? And um, it's an awful, awful thing to go through. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Uh, Tony, Ge- author, Tony Geftos from Channel 13. <laughs> Best-selling <is> author. Best, <laughs> I believe in the I believe in, in the Blade article, it says 956,000th best-selling author. <laughs> no, on Amazon. But you know what? You know what? We're not even on a list, so there you go. Thank you. And, and you know what? You're still somebody in my book before until you hit a million. Then you're there nobody. You um you had, a, a, I guess, what would amount to adult chicken pox. Yeah, adult and chicken pox. Is, is the old saying that like it's awful when you get it as an adult true? It was. It's the sickest I've ever been. Damn. I've never been that sick since. I had 103.6 degree fever. It was like pushing 104 degree fever for four days. Mm-hmm. And I was just in bed, and it hit on Valentine's Day. Oh. Um, I had... You know, my wife and I had been together about a, a year and a half as boyfriend girlfriend. She moved with me from Wyoming <laughs> oh, wow. to California to Finley, and I wanted to do something for her for our, our second Valentine's Day together. So you wrote her that. I wrote her that while I was just I was <laughs> right. just bedridden all day, and uh, like, I was like, "Don't I've look at do me. Something. I'm hideous." It's my, you... <laughs> my love language, though. I have oh, to give. I'm oh. a giver. Did you write that uh, before? Or after she saw what you looked like, it was afterward. Yeah, <laughs> after okay. It was it was very polite of her to uh, be accepting of it. Um, the book is called uh, Heart Heart Shaped Pox. Yep. Um, is the the allusion to Nirvana to the Nirvana song? I'm glad some people intentional. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's funny when I looked it up. Because we trademarked, copyrighted it, and I, I looked up and said, surely somebody's made this pun before. No one had. Heart-shaped pox is the first time. So nice. It's one of those things I always think um, the story's a good jumping point where, uh, like, the cloudy with a chance of meatballs mm-hmm. kind of pun would be. So I, I, I really, my hope, my fingers crossed hope, is that this will become some sort of animated feature, like the next Spider-Verse. <laughs> <laughs> Dream big. Absolutely. You know, if you, yeah. t- if you tweet Post Malone and tell him that you're a writer and you've got a kid's book, there's probably a 50-50 chance he'll do a song for you. Sure, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, they're starting Disney Plus. Just send him a copy. Be like, hey, you know, just do what you will. That's right. What, this is a new Disney princess queen. What? <laughs> queen Colleen. Prince, uh, what are, what's some of the feedback, what's some of the responses that you've gotten uh, from the fact that 
you wrote a book to the content in it to the the duration and the legacy of your loving marriage oh yeah yeah um well i actually no one said that before so thank you, you <laughs> thanks for pointing that out we have been know, together for a long time tony carried his wife out of the martina mcbride con- uh, concert <laughs> on, i know everything about tony but he puts it out really? there well yeah. i did you're I did a friend in my there. head like when i watch you guys in the morning i'm like oh look at him colleen had a, <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a shoe malfunction <laughs> She did. She had, oh, she's going to love him talking about this. So we're at Martina. She loves Martina. And uh, honestly, I didn't realize how many songs I knew that were Martina songs. Just Good for you because, for knowing- because she sings them all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know this one. Oh, Good yeah. for you for knowing Post Malone and Martina McBride. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can roll. So I, you know, um, we were walking backstage and she just like was she had been kind of dancing around you know and just dancing in her in her shoes uh, even when there was no music she was so excited mm-hmm. and she just like stepped right out of her sandal and she thought it fell off but it just broke it just broke and <laughs> when you break a sandal there's no going back oh, it's like yeah. the top is gone then what do you do wait a second so we we do a lot of obviously entertainment and some gossipy stories am i to think if you have you seen the picture floyd of him carrying colleen out no <laughs> okay i wonder now about the timing as the book is released there's this heroic action wait. of yours <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. are you saying that his publicist is like we need something dramatic right, to happen. right. <laughs> right. colleen uh, break your shoe break your shoe we need to show tony's heroism and going for <laughs> Jester's right. Prince. I wish it was. I wish it was all that contrived. But no, no this but was for real. I see, seeing your pictures and the way you t- talk about your your wife. I I think that you you should be the envy of a lot of people's uh, relationships in life because you've clearly been together for a long time and you don't have mm-hmm. to read your captions. You can just see the way you two look at one another in your pictures. And go. There's a lot of love there. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. And he turned her into a queen. Right. Like you. You can't. You can't top that. Right, America. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Good luck. The heart-shaped pox. Tony, where, how can people get it? You can get it on Amazon. And in fact, right now, you can download it for free. So... Um, I really just want people to read it, you know, just have fun with it. What it would is, you like them to take from it? Um, well, it's something that not only you can think about your own story, but also this is something you can give to your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband. Read to your kids. You know, I, I really want to get some feedback from kids that's what what i haven't heard yet yeah um because there are some vocab words in there you know but the overall idea i think will resonate with just about everybody Mm -hmm. i would get and everyone gets chicken pox (laughs) and everyone wants love do they news guy (laughs) not anymore i mean it's kind of an old thing yeah yeah because you can get vaccinated now okay yeah, yeah. but the, this is not do. this is not anything about right. vaccinations because I wrote this like you know twenty years ago yeah. before the whole anti-vax thing. This is simply just a, a fun story. When you get your nine hundred and fifty-six thousand follower, <laughs> the drama will come and say that this is some kind of like anti-vaxer book. Right. Yeah. But you'll. Um, uh, is there an audio version? Oh no! Do you no, want to do not. one? We can do it right now. Really? I can. Will you read? read? I can. Have you? Do you have it memorized? Hmm. Not no, I, I guess just, I don't. I have like, here, there you go. Do you, do you want me to read the whole thing? No, just give oh. me a couple. Of, we don't okay. have that much time. I'll start yeah. off. Okay. okay. Uh, Queen Colleen called her noble regime and commanded a feast for the ages: mincemeat pies, cakes of all size, and a barrel of mead for the pages. Her one stipulation for the celebration: no one may come empty-handed. It's Valentine's Day. I'll have it my way. This is what I have commanded. What should I bring? What's the queen's favorite thing? Whispered knights around the round table. The chancellor leaned in and said with a grin, a heart-shaped box will prove you are able. All right, we'll save the rest. You gotta, yes. go, go buy the rest. There go download go. the rest. There's uh, some weighty language there. It's, a, it's uh, still good, though. I didn't have That's kids awesome. at the time, but my kids like it, too. So, 
Um, <laughs> I like it. I'm 36 going on four, so we're good. You mentioned it in the Blade article. Again, Tony Geftos is here with us from Channel 13. Author Tony Geftos. Uh, I guess some people might want to know how to self-publish like you did. Yeah. Yeah, those are the two questions, two comments I get is that here's what happened when I had chicken pox and I have a book that I'd like to eat out there. And it really was just a process of going through the Amazon. You know, it's kind of a click here, click there, mm -hmm. fill out these lines and it's it's not as difficult as you think and was this like a hundred bucks to get done yeah well i, I actually uh, it probably would have been more cost effective had we not taken the steps to um my wife's boss is a financial advisor so he was like you got to trademark it you've got to copyright it you've got to start an llc so i did all these things and by the time that happened you know it was an investment but um it's fine with me. I just wanted to get it out there. Sure. Shout out to the uh, the illustrator, Don. Yeah, again. Don is amazing. Don Lee. He does caricatures and he does freelance editorial cartoons. And he, um, as you mentioned, got me spot on there. So, I look with forward heart shaped pox on my face. <clears throat> I look forward to uh, lots of Nirvana songs in the movie edition of this. Yes. <laughs> and because I, I can't think, is there a, a movie with a popular case of chicken pox? Nothing strikes me off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, it's not really the typical thing you want to go see here you go yeah this is it it's everything a romantic the, outbreak everything <laughs> in the station is, is good has things gotten busy for you guys as, we, as we've gotten away from summer we're back in school big yeah. stories you're working on or anything um sure yeah. <laughs> as they happen they happen you've got to wait for sweeps in november and i'll tell you more no you know we don't do the sweeps anymore so much it's uh we they they actually monitor who's watching at all times go doesn't figure that, doesn't that make you feel great so we've done away with the sweeps months. That was a moment for the Jaden clip. That's what? a thing about an exclusive. It's, it's an, an exclusive. exclusive. It is an exclusive. <laughs> How many times have you come across Jaden so far? I've never met Jaden. What? Yeah, I know. I know. I need to get out more, but yeah. Wherever there's news, he'll be. I'm yeah, surprised true. he hasn't shown him at the same place. Well, he's at school no. now. He's, he's doing nothing. Yes, yes, right. Yes. I've tweeted him. We've tweeted back and forth. Okay. Twitter pals. Um, good to see you. Good luck with the book yeah, and everything. Yeah, um, it's 7.50 with the morning reboot. Our friend Janet admitted lots of guests this morning. Janet will be here after 8 o'clock and at 8.20 we'll get you qualified. First qualifier of the week to fly away to anywhere. Uh, it's 8 o'clock on the morning reboot here on Q105. Let me play this quickly. Q105 Studio, sponsored by Nationwide Auto Finance. This is the home of Eric Chase in the morning, Russ Ryder in your workday, and Johnny D driving you home. Q105, WQQOFM, and HD1, Sylvania, Toledo. Accumulus Station. Couple of uh, entertainment stories before we roll out the red carpet for our astrologer, Janet <laughs> Amid. Auntie J. Uh, if you did not know, the Amazon, the place down in South America, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on fire. I said, <gasps> it is burning like California wildfires. Did you think, like, Amazon? The way of our culture. You're like, I was like, what? The one in, this is one in Seattle, right? <laughs> um, Earth Alliance, an environmental initiative backed by Leonardo DiCaprio, has committed $5 million towards the preservation of the Amazon rainforest following an alarming surge in wildfires. There have been 72,000 uh, reported by. Brazil's National Institute for Space Research. I guess that's their NASA. Uh, an increase from 40,000 last year. The fires have also sparked widespread outrage online, prompting a number of celebrities to use their social media platforms to raise awareness. Can I just be a little like cynical or critical? Mm -hmm. Earth Alliance. It's so it's it's backed by Leonardo DiCaprio. Does that mean it's not? It's not just him. It's like a collective. Yeah. You can only do five million dollars. <laughs> 
Don't be that person. Don't be that person at the wedding. Oh, y'all pay this much? I know how much y'all net worth oh, is. Oh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos donated $10 million. He's worth billions. I've been looking up how the fire started, and like, really no one knows. Could just be natural things? I just thought it was like, maybe a, it's the rainforest. Maybe lightning hit something. Mm-hmm. But like everyone's like, it could be this, it could be this, because it's it's in a it's in a forbidden region where people aren't allowed. So maybe it is natural. Still, they're burning. Uh, next up, Miley Cyrus at Twitter uh, late last week, and then I guess some into the weekend to talk about her life and her split from Liam. Um, I can accept. That- I can accept that the life I've chosen means I must live completely open and transparent with my fans who I love and the public 100% of the time. What I can't accept is being told I'm lying to cover up a crime I haven't committed. I have nothing to hide. It's no secret that I was into partying in my teens and early 20s. I have not only smoked but advocated for weed. I've experimented with other drugs. Uh, Noticed her, uh, noting her biggest song is about drug usage. Which one is it? That's a We Can't Stop. That's not our biggest song, though. But yes, I know that's about that, drugs. Yeah. That's not our biggest song. Wrecking Ball? Party that, in the USA? Wrecking, Wrecking Ball is about a breakup. Party in the USA is about... It could be that. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> she also tweeted about Liam. I can admit to a lot of things, but I refuse to admit that my marriage ended because of cheating. Liam and I have been together for a decade. I've said it before, and it remains true. I love Liam and always will. But at this point, I had to make a healthy decision for myself to leave a previous life behind. You can say I'm a twerking, pot-smoking, foul-mouthed hillbilly, but I am not a liar. She ended her series of tweets writing, I am proud to say I am simply in a different place from where I was when I was younger. Uh, since the split announcement, she's been seen kissing uh, Caitlin Carter, who is the ex of Brody Jenner. Hmm. I'm guessing people who thought she was cheating right, believe they that. were cheating with her. Yeah, but here's the thing. like she, They are that modern couple family. Like Divorce happens. They just happen to be A-listers, but... You don't got to release a statement, girl. Like, if you're good in your own home and he's good and he filed for divorce, just move on. There's, You do not have to give a statement. I know that's a PR person, but like, hey, girl, you need to say this. But, I mean, they in reports said what? They weren't good for the past few months? Yeah. It wasn't like the, he was blindsided by, or they were, it wasn't like they were both blindsided by each other. Like, I want out of this relationship. It's kind of like. Hey, Liam, where's Miley when he's on a red carpet? And he's like, oh. How old is she now? I'm looking her up. 26? She has to be like 28. Is she? Sorry. Miley! Not that, not that I don't believe you, but I want to make sure. Oh, I'm not 92, sure. 92, so she'll be 27. 26, yes. So they met when, when she was a kid, and, and, and she talked about what her late teens and early 20s was like. And maybe they were good back then, but now that they're both moving into their late 20s, not that that's old age by any means. They're different people. They're both growing. Like they're like I'm, they're growing, and like he seems like he's taking it harder than she is, and that's via the reports. But like he's the one who filed for divorce, and she's like, "All right, it's cool." Divorce happens. I mean, and it's and good as anyone can attest who's been these ages. You're a much different person at eighteen, nineteen, twenty. <laughs> Than at 28, 29, 30. Especially with success on both ends, you know what I mean? Right. Like, she's finding herself probably as an artist. He's probably picking up more acting gigs and stuff. So, it's going to be a, a stressful, strained relationship anyway, so. Or maybe it could She seems like a free spirit. Yeah. So. And maybe it could have been as simple as her going, I'm pansexual. Or I like... I like it all. And he's like, I'm not down with that. Um, and Or maybe it's her chuckle and he was like, I can't deal with that laugh anymore. <laughs> or her thinking her biggest song was We Can't Stop. 
which is mm. not right at all. <laughs> 805, yes, music chart snob here. 805, our friend Jan and Amin will be here to give you a free astrological reading to keep your relationship from going to hell. Next. Q105 Traffic, sponsored by... 19 on Q105. We're going to get some calls here for our friend Jen and Amin, and then we will get you qualified to fly away to anywhere. we got a new moon coming up. We're out of the retrograde, and we've got a psychic fair. It's smooth riding. Sailing. Well, I Sailing. call it riding. I know what it is, but I say riding because I have to change it up a bit. I have to change everything up. You know how I am. As long as you're not putting caca on poop. Whipped cream on caca. Line one is... Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Good morning. Good morning. What's your question for the uh, for the all-seeing Jen and Amid? Do you not know your time of birth, Alicia? Just curiosity. I don't. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> How long have you and your significant other been together? It's not very long. Just a couple weeks. Okay, so you know it's a honeymoon stage. So in a relationship, yes. usually six months. Okay. You're born under the sign of Sagittarius. And that's a great sign. We're wonderful people. We learn by experience. One of the things I do see is you're quite intense when it comes to love. Last year sucked. It was a very, very yeah. hard year. For, oh, my gosh. You had so many things going on astrologically last year. It was so, so difficult because of the transits. And you pulled out of it around mid-November uh, into December of last year. So this year is a little more, I would say it's auspicious, better, um, smoother, I would say. Smooth riding, sailing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as far as the relationship goes, you know, he's an interesting guy. I feel that he is uh, somewhat normal compared to what you've had in the past. I do see him as somebody who's expressive when it comes to love. He shows his feelings. He doesn't hinder those emotions. His temperament's pretty good. He's very independent. So he is sort of a nomadic soul. So he likes to kind of, you know, kind of likes to do his own thing. And I think that's appealing to you. You seem to really flow very well together. And obviously he went through some bad experiences last, last year as well. And But I see him as sort of having this very strong independence. I'd like he's attracted to culture and travel, learning, knowledge, all those things. He's very uh, much of a teacher, manager type of person. So I see him as extremely compatible with you. I bet when you two sit down and you, you communicate, you communicate well. I mean, it's it's easy. It doesn't feel like it's a tough, you know, tough situation. Good Sometimes chemistry. You, yeah, very good chemistry mentally as well as physically. I like him I think it could be it's workable if he can work on letting go of his his past because he's just coming out of something himself since like around the 20 uh, 2017 or so so he's really going through yeah. his own struggles but I really like him and I like you for him so hopefully it'll work out for both of you I wish you a lot of luck keep me in keep me uh, informed uh let me know in a few months or so how it's going but I I'm I'm rooting for you Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Alicia. Floyd, who's online too? We have Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for calling the Morning Reboot on Q105. What's your question for Janet Amid? Uh, Janet, what do you see happening in my career? You're a set. You're a set. Look at all these sages calling. <laughs> wow. We have sages, you know, coming out of the woodwork. I see you as a workaholic. You're independent. You're you're free spirited. You don't like to be boxed in. You want to you like to make your own money. You're I mean, you're not somebody who wants to have to depend on somebody else uh, to provide for you. You like to do your own thing. One of the things I see is since December of 2017, you're in a cycle called a Saturn opposition. Mm. And opposition means that it's whatever you began way back in 03 
3305 09 through 2012 you're redefining that and you're you're reinventing yourself so it's like a purging cycle you're changing everything around you know how you get bored so easily with things well this is a time where you're taking you know you're you're taking stock of your life a little bit more and you're making the changes necessary for your growth i love it and i think your career could be very good but you're going through some it's there's some obstacles because when you're in an opposition it means that you feel like you're fighting against yourself and you're fighting against time it's like you're trying to get everything done and it's like the two pounds of baloney in a one pound bag you're trying to squeeze everything in what are you looking at me like that for I would never try to overstep baloney into anything. <laughs> Two pounds of baloney in a one pound, which means she's trying to cram so much time and, and doing everything all at one time. A- am I not right about that? No, you're absolutely right. There, aha, uh-huh, see, okay. <laughs> yeah, but baloney is nasty. The only thing you'd overstuff in a deli I'm bag. I'm using be- it as an example. Corn beef. not There is no baloney here. Or bacon. I am using this as an example. It's not a deli meat. Oy vey, I mean, seriously. Be. I'm using it as an example. Anyway, so you know what I'm trying to say. You're trying. He, don't listen to Eric. He's he's you know he's a what a sign are you a Taurus? Yeah. Anyway, so what I'm saying is is that <laughs> what I'm saying is is that this is a good cycle for you. Anything you decide to accomplish, you will do well with. You are that you are that motivated and that um, I want to say that you just have this need to carry on a lot and do a lot. You had a lot of stuff with your dad, didn't you, growing up? Yeah. Yeah, your childhood was a little funky. I saw that. And but you've really you've really worked through a lot of those issues. And I wanted to mention that to you. I normally don't say that, but I just wanted to say that you you really have come through a lot in your life. And I think you're this amazing humanitarian and you have this gift and your need is to teach, to educate and to, you know, to to just keep going and you you can be a little argumentative. You definitely have that. You should have gone into law. You definitely are a debater and an argue. What are you looking at me like that for? He's glaring at me. Baloney is nasty. <laughs> You're, what are you stuck on the baloney? It's not even spelled right. Oh my goodness. B O L O G N A. Is that how it's spelled? Bologna. Hi. All right, we got to let this girl good go. Good luck, honey. You'll do well. All right. Thanks. Thank you. I like her. Uh, she had a good Floyd, sense of humor. Who is on lines three, four, and five? That we is have Heather, Heather, Chrissy, and Rochelle. What did she ask me? Because I wasn't sure. So here's what I'm going to do. They're on, they're on a hold right now. I want to grab, we're going to leave them You're on gonna hold. You're going to grab some baloney. Never, never. We're going to grab caller 10 (laughs) right now. Caller 10, not those three, will be qualified to fly away to anywhere in the U.S. Uh, Full details are a moment away, but call now. We'll take caller 10 to get qualified to fly away to anywhere. 419-240-1055. And then more calls to come for Jan in a minute. It's 62 now in Sylvania. Live and local. So we got all the dirt on them. We're not going to post those, are you? The Morning Reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. Who's our qualifier, Floyd? We have Kelly from Harrisburg. Nice job, Kelly. Qualified for 500 bucks from Genoa Bank and to fly away to anywhere in the U.S. Another qualifier later on this afternoon, right after noon with Russ here on Q105. Uh, three is Heather, correct? We have Heather. Yes, we have she's Heather. asking about her career, I believe. Hi, Heather. Thanks for holding on for us. Hi. Um, I'm Heather. I am actually getting ready to interview for a new job this week, and I just want to know if it's the right time for me to move. You know, actually, it is. It's a good time for you to make a change in your job. Moving, I would have thought that would have been more so in 2020, because beginning December 2020 through 2023, you go through a cycle called a Saturn return. That's a great 
Um, it's a, it's a whole new phase of your life. It's a different chapter. So this not this is not necessarily a negative bad cycle. It just means that it's it's more so auspicious after December of 2020 through 2023. This is also what I find to be good is I I think that this you'll probably end up getting this job. There's a really strong chance it'll work for you. Uh, Jupiter is now in uh, direct. We have the planets and we have some Virgo influences going on. And when you look at the way your chart is you have Capricorn at the top of your chart, your midheaven, and you are born under Gemini. So you have some really good aspects here. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if you got it. If you decided to make the change, that's fine. But don't uh, uh, don't forget what I said about the new cycle, December 2020 through 2023, going to be an extension of whatever you begin now that's going to happen at that time. So yes, I feel very positive about this. Where's this job? Yeah. Is it uh, south? Actually, it's a lot closer to home downtown, actually. Um, a nonprofit downtown. You're but talking about I'm moving like to, you you're moving within the city. Oh, I'm not moving. I've already moved, but I meant like as far as my job is concerned. Oh yeah, just, that's fine. We just, I haven't even been working at my current job for a year, so I'm just not sure. I we, I thought you we I think we thought you might be leaving the area. Yeah, we, that's what I thought. We yeah. just can't afford to be losing listeners at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. But I, but I actually, the next change, you might move, you know, to this new job, but the next shift is December 2020 through 2023. That's why I was seeing it more then than now, but this is still good. The job, you'll probably get this job. And then eventually within two to three years, you may actually move out of the area more south. So we'll okay. see. Yeah. Good luck, honey. Let us know. Thanks, Heather. Next up is Chrissy. Hi, Chrissy. Thanks for holding on. Uh, your question for Janet and on Q105. Yes, I actually have a new job opportunity as well, but I was offered a job and I'm just not sure at this point whether to make the switch or not. Uh, I don't like the change right now. I'm not crazy about it. To be honest with you, I'm not. You, I, it, it doesn't mean it won't work for you, but I don't think this is the right time. If you were asking me this next year, I would say yes. But this year, it seems like everything's kind of crazy for you this year. Obviously, 2018 was worse, but 2019, it just seems like nothing feels settled. You know, Do you know what I'm saying? It just feels like it's unsteady. You're a double Taurus, so you don't like change. You like consistency and continuity. So whenever you begin something, it's really hard for you to adjust. It takes a while for you to adjust. Even though mentally you're open to change and diversity and things like that, I just see you as a little hesitant because I, I, I feel like there's a lot of chaos around you right now. And I don't know if this is a cycle. And also, even when it comes to relationships, people you're connected to, your tolerance level is uncharted right now. You're just feeling lack of tolerance. So I just think if you if it were to change, it would be better after December 3rd of 2019 into 2020, my opinion. So whatever you decide to do, you'll be fine. But I just I think it's better to hold off, not make any big changes right now wait to the end of the year beginning of next year what if that job opportunity okay. that she has now doesn't come around again well she she probably will i mean something else is going to open up okay. for her that's going to be better I'm towards glad. the end of the year into next year I'm i just think it's too cr- are you interrupting me yeah okay i'm glad she's in- <laughs> <laughs> 
Mom just checking. Her fighting. Just checking. Just checking. I'm glad she's an in-demand employee. She is, and you're a workaholic. And I want to say this to you. You should work for yourself. You don't like working for other people. You love being your own boss. You're another one that can be really intense and argumentative when it comes to things. Not in a bad way. I mean, you are, you're somebody who stands your own ground. You are very strong-willed. I love that about you. That is, like, so amazing. I would never work for anybody who is intense and argumentative. She's, but she, she's really, she's strong with her convictions. And you are very much like that. You know, you remind me of somebody that you would be great in anything, marketing, business, anything related. You have a CEO type of chart, if, you know, to be honest with you. You are very much of a leader. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Good luck, sweetheart. Uh, let's talk to Rochelle. Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. Thanks for holding on. It's the morning reboot on Q105. What's your question for Janet? Hi. I did a job for five years. I just began a new job at the beginning of the year, and I don't know if this is the path for me. So, so your question is, well, the problem that you have, don't get mad at me. You, you sort of, you get... You're not, it's not that you're not motivated, but you, you get. You're lazy. No, she's not. She's just not. You have to quit. I'm going to come over there and smack you. We Oy. don't put caca on whipped cream whip here. Whipped cream on caca. You just say it. Oy. Rochelle, you're lazy. No, you're not lazy, but you lack motivation sometimes to get things done. <laughs> That's laziness. No, it's not. She, you have to find your you, you. You're a cancer, but you have a lot of Leo in your chart, and people that have that, they need to have fun at their job. So when you get into a job, now most people say, "Don't we all feel like that?" No, not really. Some people are are they just they work and they no matter what they just have that motivation. You are one of these people that you have to, you're great with communication, you're sensitive, you're you're emotionally um, intuitive, you feel things, you have this sort of, you know, sensitivity to others, you work well with helping others, you have this great ability to use, you can be comedic, you're funny, but I just think that you, you struggle with finding where you fit. Do, do you see what I'm saying? The, yeah, I want to open a business, but I just don't have, like, financially, I'm trying to get things uh, transitioned, you know, like, I could transition from one job to another job. What kind of that. business are you thinking about going into? Is it something creative? Um, yeah, well, just an ice cream shop. I, we, I had a ah! business before, and it, you know, it went well, but it just, it was a trailer, so I wanted to expand to, like, a concrete, you know, building and with, did you was that was that business way back in 07 through 09 because that was a very bad cycle for you then that was a quite it was that was about 12 years ago but the other cycle was uh two well i was i was gonna say it was just recently to december 2014 through 17 that was also a bad cycle yeah very hard that was not a good time to do it can i be honest with you may i be honest with you the best time to start your business is december of 2020 through 2023 that's when you want to do it so what you need to do is work at what you're doing now save a little money by december of 2020 which means 2021 22 into 23 that's when it's going to skyrocket for you the times that you began your business 07 through 09 2014 through 17 that was not only relationship stress that was money stress it was a terrible time for you to have anything with regards to business terrible i would have said nope 
So coming up that the next, you know, this next year, it's going to be when you're going to be more prepared, but do not begin anything till the end of 2020 into 2021. I guarantee you it'll work then. Okay. Thank you. Good luck, honey. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, she's so nice. She's very nice. Well, we're nice too. Usually. Yeah. Sometimes usually. sometimes we've got to put caca on the whipped cream and tell people how it is. What's wrong with you? Huh? A lot. There's a lot. <laughs> there are a lot of things that are extremely wrong with me. Hardly. Hardly. Uh, it is 8.40 on the morning reboot. We are not done yet with Janet. We have signs to get to. We're not again, finished yet. No, we're not done yet. If we're going to put that, that caca on the cream. We go together. <laughs> It's the morning reboot. Final few minutes with our friend Janet Amid. How to get in touch with Janet shortly. I'll also give you a heads up that around 1220 today, we'll get qualified to fly away to anywhere in the U.S. Uh, Russ will have that for you. Uh, thanks to uh, the airport, which might have a new name soon from the uh, local NASA astronaut. Really? Yeah, the mayor said we might rename the airport. They should oh. make it bigger. No, no bigger. Leave it as it is. It's so little. And that's good. It's, it's so like an airport kiosk. Yes. It is. It's too small. It's fine. You get through it quickly. Anything bigger, there'll be more people. It'll be more of a headache. <laughs> um, that's a 12 We are talking about the airport, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's 12-20 today. I'm so funny. You are just a... You're the white Arab Dave Chappelle. Thank you. I think. I think. Hello. What were you just saying again? You said you got me something. You're oh, I got bu- you sugar-free vanilla from Starbucks. I got you a thing of it. I don't know. I, I could have bought those before myself. Yeah, but I thought in case I forget to get you coffee, you will have it here. I know. And I can put it in my K-cups, which I need to refill down there. So, yeah. um, We have signs. Floyd will be uh, the featured I'll singer. Get I'll still get you coffee. Tune of Ariana Grande. Yeah. All right. New moon coming up on August 30th. I apologize for interrupting you. I've had four cups of coffee Fine. today. Four? Four? Mm-hmm. They what? were little cups. They were what? only eight ounces. Why not just some cocaine? Wow. Okay. Let me see your arms. What do you mean, my arms? No. Oh, stop. 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 Okay, we'll begin with Aries. Come on, babe. Aries. This week's new moon in Virgo indicates a good time to do some emotional spring cleaning, a very strong inter- intuitive period as your sights are at their peak. Taurus. Taurus. I meant insights are at their peak. Taurus, friends and family circulate around you this week. Lots of good support. Sit back and take it all in. A good time for goal setting. Also with this week's new moon in your area of love, it's a great week for matters of the heart. Gemini. Gemini! Oh my goodness. You're welcome. Whoa. You have a strong need to just vegetate at home. Nesting should be your focus for the week. However, this is a great time to organize and get your life in order. A great week to entertain, socialize, just do something a bit out of the ordinary. Cancer. Cancer. You are a bit more in the zen this week, more reflective this week, and your instincts are unbeatable. A very good period for writing or delving into something extraordinary. The new moon in complete balance to your own sign. There isn't much you cannot do. Leo. Leo. This week's new moon tackles the giving area of your chart. You may feel compelled to be present to everyone else's needs. Uh, However, this is a good time to focus on getting your financial priorities in order as well. Virgo. Virgo. With the new moon taking place in your own sign, you would find yourself shifting into first gear as as this week your priority is placed on partnerships. Also a good week to seek legal help if you need it and or to sign documents or agreements of any kind. Libra. Libra. 
Getting on a health kick this week should be easy and less of a burden as you slowly begin to clear away the debris from the past. A good week to jumpstart your life cycle, also a good sense of responsibility. Your responsibility is increased at this time. Pay attention to your limitations. Uh, Scorpio. Scorpio. Great week for speculation. (laughs) Take a chance. Money looks very promising as this week's new moon along with the sun and Virgo are lined up and in your favor. A great week for setting some healthy work limits. Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Wow. You're at the top of your work game this week. Lots of attention, lots of recognition in the work area as the new moon hovers over the zenith part of your chart. All you need to do is just show up and do your thing. Capricorn. Capricorn. This week's new moon creates a nice That was little... a bad one. <laughs> Throw that one away. I mean, that was like, do it again. Keep care. Okay. This week's new moon creates a nice little aspect to your son's energy. A strong cycle for you to express what it is you really feel. Changes in the work regarding money and friends. Be careful as to not take on too many projects. Aquarius. This week's new moon and Virgo stresses conformity. You may appear to be lucky also this week for the next few weeks or so as your money situation is in a chance-taking mode. This is a good week to start fresh from a new beginning. Again, it stresses conformity and kind of creating some structure for yourself. Pisces. Pisces. The spotlight is on you in partnerships this week. A great week to focus on getting things done that have been left on the back burner. A great week to shine and let others know where you stand. If anyone would like to get a hold of me at the office, the number is 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510, or Janet Amid at AOL.com. We have a new website up, JanetAmid.com. Check it out. And September 29, we have our event at the Mommy Pinnacle, and Eric is going to be there along with our little honey over here. You're a honey. Say something. I'm a honey. I was watching the Star Wars trailer. I'm sorry. There you go. So I will see you guys in two weeks. Yes. Vacation next Monday. Love you. Love you too. 851 I'll on bring you coffee. The, the Morning Reboot. Q105 Traffic, sponsored by Max Auto, with hundreds of vehicles to choose from, and you'll get 1,000. I shipped. Restrictions may apply. Tweet, tweet, tweet. They didn't tweet it, but they sure liked it. The Morning Reboot's most liked tweet of the morning on Q105. You ready to roll? I am. All right, hit me. Mine is from at Unfiltered Mama, which I just discovered that she's the only one I pretty much retweet all the time. I enjoy her. She says, in case you were wondering, the loudest sound in the world is my kid screaming, are you pooping? In a public restroom. Yeah. That's true. I was that kid. My mom was just, she was changing out stuff down there. I'm like, are you pooping? Why am I in here? Did you ever get an answer? Uh, She'd be like, Floyd, she would, they were very choice words for a child that should never be heard by his mom. Uh, From Tracy Wojo, unpopular opinion, tired driving is scarier than drunk driving. Mm, that's true. Mm. Uh, you can text Eric to 419-240-1055 to get the podcast. Tacos and Trivia Tuesday. Lizzie McGuire is coming back. Let's do Disney Channel shows tomorrow. Ooh. Give us a good sound effect to end. I think a bird just died. <laughs> Can't you smell the Toledo in them? Smells like 